Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time for another episode of Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, the uh, podcast producer here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and I'm glad to be with you once again. I wish it was in better Steelers circumstances, but it's not, because my friends, hard times have fallen on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to get into a little bit more on hard times in a little bit, but if you want good times, make sure you check out Pittsburgh Steelers, all your favorite news right here on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. This morning, a great episode with winners and losers from Jeff Hartman on Let's Ride, our flagship show. A great post-game show last night. I thought it was really good, despite everybody to be a little bit irked, irksome, irked. The Steelers are irksome. But I know everybody felt irked, so that was a good show. Uh, make sure you check out The Hangover today, later on today. Make sure you check out From the Cutting Room Floor, The Scobro Show, and The Fix on the network coming up tomorrow. All kinds of great stuff as we try to sift through these hot time blues. You know, I was asked to uh, quit with the Yinzer accent for a little while. I think my Yinzer is pretty good, but... Some people don't think so. <clears throat> Jeff Hartman, <clears throat> Dave Schofield. I understand. But they gave me credit for my impromptu Dusty Rhodes hard times accent yesterday and gave me some credit for that. So they asked me to go ahead and say, hey, we challenge you. Put that in bad language today instead of the bad Yinzer accent. 
And what are hot times? Well, I'll tell you. The Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the Cincinnati Bengals in a game where they put 30 points. In a game where everybody is blaming the ineptitude of the play calling on offense, which is bad. I get it. The uh, lack of experience from the quarterback, which you're not getting superstar play out of the guy. A lot of people are upset that there's a lot of people saying, hey, he's a rookie. Relax. Hey, you take whatever stance you want. I'm not here to stop that. All I'm going to say is the Pittsburgh Steelers have TJ Watt back. And that defense was still a Sith. That guy played like a, a man possessed. Other guys did too. But there were some things that just did not work on defense. And you can't put up 30 points and surrender 37. And Joe Mixon was out for most more than a half. And they let Samanje Parine treat them like dogs. It really did. The big cats rendered the Steelers into little puppies. Little Shih Tzus is what they were yesterday. They were terrible. I thought the pigeons at Acrisure Stadium would have probably done better on defense. So, sure, you can complain about the offense. I'm complaining about the offense with a lot of things. Still put up 30 points, but the defense surrendered 37, and that sucks. That's bad. And I want to say this. I'm a huge Minka Fitzpatrick fan. Why was he on the field yesterday? He just had an appendectomy. He's powering through. Was he existent? He was a non-entity yesterday. Man, sometimes the best move is to say, I need to sit out. I called for that for different reasons. And I'm ashamed that I didn't think about this beforehand. I called for him to sit out, not to do more damage to himself. What happened, the team just gave up so many yards. They gave up a career-high four touchdowns to Joe Burrow. Now I've got Joe Burrow on like three fantasy teams. That was awesome. But guess what? Not when it's against my Steelers. I want to lose every single week if I've got an opponent on my team against the Steelers. I want to lose. I mean, I don't care about fantasy. Don't care about fantasy. I brought it up. Yeah. That's the consolation prize when you're like, ah, this day sucks. Well, at least I uh, I beat Footlong Chubb. That's actually a team in my league. He's a Broncos fan. Yeah, I don't get it. But anyways, we're going through hard times as Steeler fans, and we still don't know how to act. Because that win against the Saints screwed some things up. What did it screw up? No, I'm not talking about the draft board. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. No draft board. No talk. I'm talking about the fact that gave us false hope. Made us feel that at three and six, this team can get on a roll. And if they beat the Cincinnati Bengals, then, then you're looking at four and six, and you're a lot closer to getting closer to getting closer to fine. Indigo Girls. Actually, good song. But anyways, let's talk about hard times. That's what's going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
They're going through them right now. So I'm going to go ahead and try my best Dusty Rhodes. Back in 1985, Ric Flair injured Dusty Rhodes and put hard times on Dusty and the American people because Dusty Rhodes was the common man. The Steelers have been known as the common team. You know, the Steel City, hard-nosed, blue-collar, something they, they haven't. And we haven't seen a losing season since 2003. We've seen disappointment since 2003. We've seen a lot of it. Some people think that, hey, you need to be going to the playoffs every single year with this, this team. You had a Hall of Fame quarterback, you blew it. Well, you also got to remember that team went to three Super Bowls with Ben Roethlisberger. They won two of them. Actually should have won that third one. But the reason I bring up Dusty Rhodes, he cut one of the greatest wrestling promos of all time. And I decided to adapt it to the 2022 Pittsburgh Steelers. So Jeff, Dave, this is for you. Anybody else that likes this kind of crazy stuff that I do, you might enjoy it. And even if you've never heard this promo before, check out a YouTube. Type in hard times, Dusty Rhodes. You'll get inspired. So here we go. The Pittsburgh Steelers organization have put hard times on Steeler Nation. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Daddy Rooney. Hard times are when an opposing defense jokes that your team is predictable and run the same play over and over and over again. Hard times are when a defense has T.J. Watt back and still gives up 37 points. 37 points to the Cincinnati Bengals, daddy. Hard times are when your left tackle is like a screen door on a submarine. And hard times is when a fan has rooted for a team for 40 years, 40 years, and their organization refuses to adjust, kicks them verbally in the butt, gives you a pocket schedule for your fridge with a magnet and says, we got to do what we want, no matter what you think, daddy. That's hard times. That's hard times. All right. There you go. <laughs> that's what hard times are, and that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers are going through right now. They're going through hard times, and we don't know what to do here. So you've got different camps in Steeler Nation. The diff one camp is saying, hey, screw it. Let's just lose all the games. I've talked about this time and time again. That's hard to root for. But as this keeps on going, as you get to three and seven, instead of looking to see what it takes to make the playoffs, which would be probably Armageddon and a whole lot of luck and maybe Bird Box, I know that reference is about two years old now. My daughter watched that on TV the other day with the great Sandra Bullock, who was in The Blind Side, which Michael Orr even says that movie is full of crap. So don't believe that stuff. But she won an Academy Award. Sandy B is good. No problem with Sandy B. But here's the thing. You can go into the camp where you're not looking at what the Steelers need to do to improve this year. And that includes winning maybe a game or two more to show that they're in the upside. You might be in the camp that says, man, 
I don't care. I'll sacrifice the rest of the season. Let's get a top 10 pick. Well, they're probably going to get a top 10 pick anyways. And it's funny when you look at the, I think it's called tankaholics or something. I was looking online. Steelers right now are eighth. The Bears are like third, which means your second round pick. They've got three picks in the top 39 of the season ended today. But if the Steelers keep on losing, man, they are going to be, they might have three in the top 34. But I caution you, last time that happened, three in the top 34. The only good player you got was Carnell Lake because the two number one picks, it was bad. Tim Worley, Tom Ricketts, 1989. So, you know what? I still think this team has some fight in them. And I think you're going to be disappointed if you're just thinking that, hey, let's get a draft pick. And a lot of people are down on Kenny Pickett right now. What do you expect when you have this rookie wasn't picked number one overall. He was picked 20 in what was supposed to be a poor quarterback class. He's still a number one pick. He's still a good player. He's not perfect. He's not right now. He's maybe average. Some people say below. He's running for his life sometimes. He's making bad throws. Rookies make bad throws. Sure, I know Peyton Manning had a lot of touchdown passes, but he had, man, 38 interceptions this rookie year, 33 interceptions, something like that. He went 3-13 and 13 his rookie year. That's what you're probably going to be seeing with Kenny Pickett. Uh, not, of course, a little bit more than that, a little bit less than that. He could probably get to three or four wins. He has two wins under his belt. He doesn't get credit for the week one game because we didn't play Mitch Trubisky did. But there's a lot of blame to go around on this team. And if I look at hard times, I'm still pointing my finger at the offensive coordinator. And like Dave said yesterday on the postgame show, Jeff said it, I have said it before. Man, if they start winning some games and they start putting up multiple 30 plus games which i don't know was that an aberration it could be then people in the organization are going to ignore the fans and say well let's give looks like matt canada's plan is coming into focus it's not too many gadgets my gosh when you have an opposing player from a division rival laughing and saying hey we knew what they were going to run the whole time. They're so predictable. They do the same play over and over again. Six jet sweeps. If you're wondering why I'm annoyed and why a lot of fans are still annoyed with the play calling, it's this. Gadgets are fine when you're a good team. Gadgets are okay when you're doing everything you have to do and you want to throw in just to cross them up and add some gravy to the fries. Extra hot fudge to the sundae. That cherry on top, yeah. But when you're relying on trick plays and gadgets, when you're trying to get some stability with a rookie quarterback, that's asinine. It just doesn't work. Stop it. Stop it. That's all I'm going to say. That's the problem. That's why. The Pittsburgh Steelers are suffering hard times. 
but the defense isn't good. You have arguably the greatest player right now on defense that you've had in years. And I'm going to say that TJ Watt is one of the, he is more disruptive right now than Troy Polamalu. Just because Troy Polamalu had a great supporting cast. TJ Watt does it all alone. And man, he's been elevating this team. So that's why it's kind of frustrating. Man, the defensive backfield, I like some things. I like, I think Levi Wallace is looking better. But he's not your number one. And right now he's playing like it. Where's Cam Sutton been? Like I said, Minka was non-existent yesterday. And he's been non-existent when the big teams come to town. That's going to scare you too. You got a lot of problems. I mean, when you're relying on Robert Spillane and coverage, you're going to be hurting. So there's not just blame for the offense. There's plenty of blame for the defense, but the hatred for Matt Canada, which I don't hate the man. I just do not like him as a coordinator. I'm sure I could go out and have a zero sugar Dr. Pepper and cream soda with him. And we could party like it's 1999, even though 1999 was a really bad year for the Pittsburgh Steelers too. We could, we could do all that. I'm sure he's an awesome guy. Back in my college days, he could have been my wingman. We would have had a lot of fun at parties. I get it. But right now I'm thinking as my offensive coordinator, I want him to go away. But Brian Flores, Terrell Austin, they're not doing the job either on defense. And the Roonies and Mike Tomlin are not doing the job if they continue to let this happen. I know fire Tomlin, fire Tomlin, hashtag fire Tomlin. That's not going to happen first. You've got to take ownership. You've you've got to exhaust everything, but that's not happening. So there's hard times on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hot time blues, daddy. Gosh, I love Dusty Rhodes. All right, we got to be accountable. The Pittsburgh Steelers have got to be accountable. Jeff Hartman did his winners and losers. I said, Jeff, after the show, put me on the losers list because I'm believing in this team. But I'm not going to stop believing in this team. I'm not. No. I'm going to continue to believe that they're going to win football games. Don't know whether I'm going to pick them against Indianapolis next week. I'm not sure. Monday Night Football, I I don't know. But we've got to be accountable to everything that we say is going to happen on this network. And we're going to call out the ones that have done a good job. And we're going to lampoon the ones that say hey this is all gonna be awesome and that's pretty much me and we're gonna do that next on btsc this is hot times and this is bad language i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The worst looking man you've ever seen. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, I am back. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. That is the Jerry Cherry Band, our house band. Great stuff. And man, I tell you what, the song Worst Looking Man, that makes you feel good. It also kind of goes in line with hard times. And look, I just love that wrestling promo. I think it's funny. I thought I would go ahead and do it. Now I I just want to become a drinking game. Uh, Here, I'll take a sip every time I say hard times. All right, how much longer can I do this zero sugar, Dr. Pepper? It's going to kill me. But other stuff will kill me first. So go ahead. Let's go ahead and look at what we thought was going to be happening in Pittsburgh for the Steelers. And I'm going to start a little different this time. I'm going to go with my bold and bizarre predictions. They're crazy every single week. It's just me having fun. But I throw in real predictions in there as well. So I am going to go ahead and do that. And we're going to go along with the box score as well, because that's the most important thing. That's going to tell us what happened in this game. So here we go. We're going to probably go with the bizarre before the bold. Do I have to change it to bizarre and bold predictions? Bold and bizarre sounds better. All right. If you read my article yesterday, the Steelers' attempt to beat the Bungles for the first time in 71 days is rendered a blow. When the Steelers' brass realized that they forgot to inform Danny Smith Jr. and the special teams unit that the game was moved up to 425. Uh, you know, frankly, I don't think the special teams did much of anything yesterday. So uh, maybe just don't tell Danny Smith Jr. anything anymore. Maybe give him a gold watch, kick him in the butt, and say, A computer took your job, Daddy. All right, Art Rooney, too, corners Bengals owner Mike Mike Owens. Who the hell's Mike Owens, Brian? My gosh, I, I really got to edit this stuff. Mike Brown, maybe? I hate autocorrect. And he asked for compensation for signing Milk Mike Hilton away. Brown concedes and gives R2 a voucher for a complimentary economy stay at a Cincinnati Hilton and a bootleg copy of Paris Hilton's Sex tape, one night in Paris. Brown also promises never to poach Matt Canada. Well, you could poach Matt Canada and tell you what, let's make a trade. I mean, good job. I mean, Cincinnati Hilton, I'm sure it's lovely. I hope that happened. I hope Art Rooney, too, gets the Paris Hilton tape, too. Man, that's a long time ago. That did come out when the Steelers won a Super Bowl, so that's awesome. Bougie Smith-Schuster is banned from Acrisure Stadium, and this joke is banned from Behind the Steel Curtain. Yeah, I'm kind of done with that. 
Ben Roethlisberger calls his own press conference remind Kenny Pickett that he once beat Cincinnati in a playoff game without his best two running backs and not possessing the ability to raise his throwing shorter even close to half of the optimum level. No, I know Ben's not doing that. I just love, love to have fun with that. But you know what? If you do get a chance to, after you're done catching up on all of your stuff here at BTSC, check out football and it's actually pretty good stuff. Ben Roethlisberger's podcast is good. No one else is going to hire him, so he does his own podcast. That's good. Hey, that's kind of what happened to me. Kenny Pickett goes 25 for 38 and 210 yards. The Steelers quarterback throws two touchdowns, is intercepted once. Wow. I'm wrong there. Not intercepted at all. And that's the thing. They're actually taking care of the football. And that's a big deal. Taking care of the football is something that they need to do. Second week in a row, they did that. Man, mad props. But no, only one touchdown pass. Was it one touchdown? No, it was one touchdown pass because Najee got in for two on the ground, which is pretty good. But Kenny Pickett, what did I say? He was going to be 25 for 38 with 265 and a touchdown. Came pretty close. I'm going to give the BAD some credit there. Because I said 25 for 38. Man was 25 for 42. I was way off on the yardage. 265. That's, man, he hasn't had 265 in a lot for a while. 85.9 rating. Wow. How about that? Uh, Let's see. Pat Fryermith catches 10 balls on the day. He did not. He cut eight but that's pretty impressive really impressive 79 yards for pat targeted 12 times yeah he's becoming that guy now he's becoming that guy that can he pick a remind uh just uh relies on but he did drop three balls he should have had 11 can't drop those balls so 12 targets he drops three that's that's good we, we got to do better on that, though, but that's fine. George Pickens catches a touchdown, and to celebrate the touchdown and the 38th anniversary of McDonald's selling their 50th billion, their 50 billionth hamburger. There we go. George has a ball boy deliver a sack of burgers and starts tossing them to a hungry and adoring crowd. How awesome. I could see George Pickens doing that. George Pickens did have that touchdown. I don't know if he did that, though. I don't know if he celebrated that monumental day in fast food history. George Pickens, though, four for 83. It's not bad stuff. Not bad stuff at all. Let's go ahead and dive deep a little bit more into this. Jalen Warren scores his first NFL touchdown, and uneducated fans rush to add him in fantasy leagues. No, he didn't score his touchdown. He's going to, but he got hurt. And that really killed the Steelers too, man. That was bad. Um, Samaji Perrine. I'm sure a lot of people are rushing to add him in their fantasy leagues. If Mixon's out, yeah, add him. But he's not going to be that awesome. Steelers are going to make him look awesome. That's fine. Steelers do not call get called for an illegal man downfield. <laughs> yeah, they did. But it was a weird play. It was like a, a missed draw. I, I don't even know what that was. But yeah, and in that case, the man going downfield, I think it was Hassenauer. 
think he should have. I think he had every reason to go downfield. He thought it was a running play. That just got all messed up. And that's the weird things that happened for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Najee Harris gains 80 yards on the ground and scores a touchdown. I am wrong. He had 90 yards on the ground. And I love this 4.5 average. And I love being wrong even more when he has two touchdowns. Two touchdowns, daddy. Love it. Love it. Let's look at this. Minka Fitzpatrick does not play. I was wrong. He should have not played. The Steelers get two sacks, one by TJ Watt and another by Devin Bush Jr. Well, neither of those guys got sacks, but the Steelers got some sacks. They definitely did. On the day, the Pittsburgh Steelers had count them one, two. Well, actually, they only had two sacks. Is that it? And TJ Watt had half a sack, so he didn't have the whole sack. Cameron Hayward had one. And then you had a half a sack with TJ. And I'm not mistaken, I think the other half a sack goes to the guy who I'm starting to call the man. And that's Alex Highsmith. So I'm pretty sure that was his half a sack if i am not mistaken and yes it was does that give him nine for the year that's pretty impressive my friend pretty impressive let's go ahead and take a look at some other stuff here the steelers rushing defense falters as joe mixon runs for 130 he didn't and the rushing defense was actually pretty good Steelers get three touchdowns on the day and two field goals from Matthew Wright, but Wright misses a field goal and an extra point. The Steelers do win 26-24. to Let's go ahead and look at the most important stuff, because I'm wrong there. Let's go ahead and take a look at the over-under. Pick it. We're looking at touchdown passes. We're looking at a half, 0.5. All of us took the over. And all of us would have been correct because he had that one touchdown pass. Passing yards, two and two oh five and a half. All of us took the over. I couldn't believe I took the over on that. Yeah, he had like 265. Pickett, 32.5 yards rushing. I took the under. The other guys took the over. And if you go ahead and take a look at that, he had 14. So, man, I'm taking the win on that one. Pickens total yards, 68 and a half. Excuse me, that's Pickett. Total yards being 68 and a half. I went ahead with the over because he had 83. The other guys had the under. Man, I, I'm having a good week here. Friar Muth targets 7.5. He had 12. We took the over. Sacks, three and a half. I took the under. Jeff took the under. Dave took the over, and they only had two. Takeaways, 1.5, I took the over. The other guys took the under. Well, they had two. And Watt had that beautiful interception. And the spread, well, we're all going to get points for the over. We're not going to get any points for all having the Steelers win. So with that being said, man, I won this week. And I might even take be taking over the league. I get... I got to check this out. I'm two behind Dave. Dave, I might be tied for the lead now. 
Man, call me McDonald's because I am loving it. Well, my friends, it is time to get on out of here. I was going to go ahead and take a look at what we at BTSC said, but yeah, you know, we all had the Pittsburgh Steelers winning this game. If I am not mistaken, it was just not a great week. So time for me to get on out of here. Make sure you check out BTSC for all of your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. That's very important to me. And we're going to be here as we suffer through these hot time blues with these hot time black and golds. We're going to do it together. And like always, that's bad language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This is BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and I ain't apologizing for nothing. <laughs>